A rock, a river, a tree, host of species long since departed, mark the mastodon, the dinosaur, who left dry tokens of their sojourn here on our planet floor. Any broad alarm of their, of their hastening doom, is lost in the gloom of dust and ages. But today, the rock cries out to us, clearly, forcefully, come, you may stand upon my back and face your distant destiny, but seek no haven in my shadow. I will give you no hiding place down here. You, created only a little lower than the angels, have crouched too long in the bruising darkness, have lain too long face down in ignorance. That was a snippet of The Rock Cries Out to Us Today by Maya Angelou. I am Stace. I am Adila. Welcome to our podcast, Zero Table, Present and Black. Today, we are going to do a deep breathing. So if you are willing and able, please go ahead and close your eyes and take a deep inhale in through your nose. Roll the shoulders back. Exhale through the mouth. Another deep inhale in through your nose. Shoulders around and back, exhale through the mouth. Big inhale in through your nose. Exhale negativity through the mouth. One more big inhale in through your nose. Bringing in love and light and exhale through the mouth. And with that, we tell the universe, I am open. I am open. Yes. All right, let's get into this week's ism. Stace, what you got? Ice. I don't like it. It's annoying. It gets in the way. And I wish it would just go away. That's all. Like in your cup or like outside on the ground? Both. I was, this was, (laughs) this is in reference to like in your beverages. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. But now that you mention it, ice outside is no good either. So who wants that? But I know, um, I don't know if you ever drink something and there's like ice, it's just in the way. Like, it's just in the way. Like, why are you here? (laughs) Okay. And then if you have it in your cup or glass, the liquid is less because the ice is taking up all that space. So you're getting less volume of liquid. And Mm -hmm. if you like juice or your favorite beverage or whatever, you want all of it. And if you're going to a restaurant, you want what you're paying for. Mm-hmm. I remember when we were, when we were really, 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 really young, um, my mother would order stuff. She would <laughs> order things without ice. I don't, I don't want any ice, honey. I, I asked for no ice. I don't know if I got that from her, but I can't stand ice. It just gets in the way. There was one period in my life where I used to eat ice, probably like a summer. Yeah. After that, I'm just like, why do people, it's just so bothersome. Interesting. I do distinctly remember you asking for no ice when we when we go out for things. Well, before, when you used to drink other people's water. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Now you like you have make sure you have your own. But I distinctly remember you making sure to be like no ice. And if they brought you ice, you would be like so perturbed. You'd be like, I asked for no ice. Like you were, and I, and I remember being like. It's just gonna melt. Like it's it's this ice. <laughs> Who don't want a cold beverage? <laughs> but I'm also, I do not like room temperature water. And I know people are like, oh my God, like that means you don't like water. Like real people who drink water don't mind what temperature it is. No, I like my water cold. Mm-hmm. I prefer it cold. If it's room temperature, I'll still drink it because I'm thirsty. But a nice in in the morning, a nice cold cup of water, mm. or like fresh out the shower. <sighs> I like cold water, and not necessarily like ice in my water, because I feel like if it's like alkaline water and then like regular ice, then it, yeah, right, gross. So I just like it to be cold. But um, I feel you. I feel you. I don't like ice in my water, but I like ice in other beverages. But you know what I did find out? Like instead of ice, whiskey stones. Mm, I understand. They, they still get in the way. 
So you just don't like something clunky in your liquid. Get it out of the way. It's like, (laughs) why is it there? I had some water in the freezer the other day and I just wanted it to get cold. By the time I got back to it, it had already started developing ice. And as I'm like drinking out of the bottle, these shards of ice are falling in my mouth. I'm like, you you cut me. It was so irritating. I'm like, I can't even drink in peace. Nice smooth swallow because there's ice trying to slice my throat. I couldn't do it. But yeah, I don't like things in the way. It's just to me, it's, I get it, but it's like a waste of your liquid. Well, I guess if you're home, you can just get more liquid. No, I don't like it. I mean, I mean, I hear you. I, I, I value your opinion and your experience. But um, I do, I do like a, a nice cold beverage, especially if it's like it's alcohol. And I, like I said, I'm obsessed with whiskey, whiskey stones. If I don't want to wa- water down whatever my beverage is, I'll use whiskey stones and not ice. I think my sisters and I did a beverage together one time over Zoom and we were all mixing it. And they were like, what is, what, what's that you're putting in your beverage? And I was like, whiskey stones. And they were like, we're using ice. And I was like, it's going to make my drink cool without watering down my liquor. So you'll have to have two of yours and I'll have to have one of mine because it's not watered down. <laughs> so now everybody has whiskey stones. Cool. Are they circles or squares that they come both? Um, we have, I have both. I have squares and I have like the big rounds. And then like, um, we also have like this really big one that goes in like a, um, like a cognac glass. It's like a huge one that you like drink like brown liquor with to like, chill it we have a few my, we're, me and my husband are obsessed <laughs> i won't be trying that but thank you for the recommendation i mean you can try it when you can when you come here i would be like if you don't get this <laughs> out of my face <laughs> be like, don't, don't, don't get this to your guy mama <laughs> she won't yell at you <laughs> good grief put it in the fridge or in a freezer for a smidge to get cold and then, so your water, you don't need, you, you prefer cold water in the winters as well. I like cold water year round. Okay. And, and I get, so like my husband doesn't care. I like, I love cold water. My husband's like, I'll take it or leave it. But it pisses me off when he goes in there and he like drinks the last of the cold water <laughs> and then puts like a new jug in there. He's like, there's water in the fridge, but no. Because you don't mind room temperature water. Why don't you fix some of the new one before mm. it goes in the fridge, right? Like, and save me the cold. <laughs> Girl, I'd be like, <laughs> to fight somebody. <laughs> Even my kid. Huh? Do the babies care? No. So I always fix it. Like, if there's only a little bit of cold water, if I've been fixing the room temperature water. I think I like I think my daughter's starting to like a- appreciate like a cold beverage because like her milk has to be cold. Um, but besides that, like I don't think she cares. If if it's water, she's like, water. It <laughs> doesn't really matter as long as it tastes good. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's my ism for this week. Ice. Got it. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Okay, so in the theme of ice, my ism this week is teeth sensitivity. So I feel like I've always had this, like even as a kid, I couldn't eat like cold things with my front teeth. Mm -hmm. Um, My niece, oh my gosh, you used to like eat ice with the front teeth and it used to drive me crazy and I used to think her teeth were going to fall out because I'm like that can't be healthy like you must not have any nerve endings in your teeth because why can't you feel this this is like not okay and then like when she found out it was so eerie to me she used to like slide the ice (laughs) in between I wanted to slap her forehead (laughs) but I can't handle it like it's just it's too much like even like as I've gotten older especially since I've had kids, it's like worse. And so if something is like too cold or too hot, 
it hurts. And I went to the dentist and I was like, maybe I got some cavities or something's going on. And they're like, nope, everything's fine. They're like, we see this a lot with women who've had uh, children. Sometimes you just lose the density in your teeth. And I was like, <laughs> so and one more thing to add to the list. <laughs> I mean, this is why I'm done because I mean, at, the next time you see me, I for all we know, I could be bald, fat, with no teeth, just because children, right? Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> but they were like, "Yeah, this happens." You know, just your teeth get effed up when you have babies, and so now, like everything like super things are super sensitive like my teeth are like super super sensitive now so I have to like take nibbles and like <laughs> chew like when I was pregnant with my daughter I was having like a like really bad tooth pain on one side I ended up getting, getting a root canal went to the dentist now they're like we don't know why you got that root canal your teeth are fine I had teeth issues because I was pregnant you're never supposed to get major if you're listening and you are pregnant, you are never supposed to get major dental work while you are pregnant. I did not know this. And now I had an unnecessary root canal, but yeah. I'm so mad at the dentist for allowing Same. that to even, oh, yeah. So yeah. Teeth sensitivity is my ism. It sucks because your teeth, like you need them for things. And I would like to have my teeth until I am old and decrepit. And I am not old and decrepit yet. <laughs> Yeah, so I would like to have my teeth until I'm old and decrepit. And I'm not old and decrepit yet. So I, I, I just need to take care of my teeth. And Sensodyne does not work <laughs> because it just doesn't. It's a mask of, masking the problem. Mm-hmm. What, it what, what it is is that I carry two human beings who suck the life force out of me. But I love them. I'm something and y'all women just I say y'all women like I'm not be like purposely like let's have more <laughs> like okay <laughs> you're not one of the women whose whose ovaries be on fire every time they see a baby oh gosh <laughs> I said my ov- I said ovaries be on fire the other day and my husband was like I was like it he was like what is that I've heard that in a couple of different ways. Give me more context when I say that. <laughs> what I mean is like, you be wanting kids. Cause like, I know a lot of women who like, they see babies and like, oh, my ovaries on fire, I want one. But he's like, when I hear ovaries on fire, that means you got that shit. And you need to be trying to go see your OBGYN. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that's not. It's not what I'm <laughs> If they're on fire, it's cause that's a whole other thing. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys and girls. This took a turn real quick. Anyway. <laughs> yes. So that's my ism for this week. Yeah, I can I can relate to teeth sensitivity, not because of for your reasons, but just because <laughs> um, you know, sensitive teeth. Front, back, side to side, like this. <clears throat> It's whack, yo. As I, when I was younger, my teeth would be so fragile. It, I guess I couldn't eat an apple. You know how people would just bite into an apple? Yes. Mm-hmm. It would hurt so bad. I'm like, how in the world are y'all doing this? When I got old, so I wouldn't eat apples. I refused to eat apples unless they were cut up. And I wasn't cutting up no apples. Yes, as far as I ever eating apples. Um, and one day I tried it. I was like, you know what? Let me try again. See if this something changed. Mm-hmm. So for a minute, I bit into the apple. I was like, oh my gosh, it worked. I don't have any pain. So I don't know what was happening when I was younger till mm-hmm. I got older. Um, and then it reversed back. It goes back and forth. But I ate an apple last night and I was biting into it. And it was hitting like the upside of my gums on the inside of my top teeth. And it was just very uncomfortable. So I'm like, I'm not a child. I'm not elderly. I should not have to eat cut up food. Right. <laughs> for- <laughs> for uh so I don't have pain but I totally get it cold stuff on the teeth is not okay or even hot stuff see I I make sure to cut up when I'm eating an apple I like it makes my skin crawl just thinking about the pain that will cause that will be caused if I bit into an apple so I always um cut mine up and it's also nostalgic for me because my dad used to cut up 
like all of my fruit really in this little like around the core type of thing. So I cut up my fruit like that anyway, because biting into it, I put my my pole teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you take it, you take the apple out your mouth and there's two teeth. <laughs> the all my teeth are just around the bite marks. <laughs> But you know, okay, funny, not funny, but like there's this lady on social media and she's made it like, she's really viral now, what have you, because she lost all of her teeth Mm -hmm. due to pregnancy. Have you seen her? So she'll do videos where she doesn't have her teeth in her mouth at all. And then she'll do makeup and put her teeth in. And she's like, I lost all of my teeth due to like childbearing. She just had like a bone deficiency and they start, they were so brittle and they started to fall apart. Her teeth. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me tell you how my kids couldn't be nothing but astronauts and presidents. Mm-hmm. I lost my teeth. Okay. <laughs> no, you you better not ever even think about talking back to me. Everything that I say is a yes, ma'am. I can't. Do you know my mama? Like, I wouldn't, my mama, I love her. I can't. Mm-mm. No, I would have the most obedient children. That you did this, this right here. You did this. <laughs> See some some jerk children. Parents don't have teeth. They bringing them steaks. Like here, I made you dinner. <laughs> you dirty jerk. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Watch I gum this shit to death. Mm. I feel like as you were saying that that stuff like that needs to be taught in sex education classes. Like what could happen to your body mm-hmm. if you conceiving to procreate? Mm-hmm. No, your choice. Like I mean, I wonder how many people would be like, mm, "Let's just not do that right now." Yep. Because Lord have mercy, like I didn't know the tea thing. I feel like you told me before, but I don't have a good memory these days. Golly, a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. And I just, I just be praying that I don't, don't nothing else come up. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, don't nothing else come up. Can't handle it. It's too much. I'm too cute and I have no teeth. <laughs> they make dentures. You can glue them bad boys right on up in there. And eat the steak. I'm telling you, I'm just saying. The people who I know that have dentures say that they're, like, having dentures are painful. I would imagine, and at some point, you gotta get. To I mean, I have the one root canal, and I'd be about to snatch that out my mouth. So it still hurts. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. I should I say it like that. Like mine don't. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, so so yours hurts as well. I had it. I had it retreated recently as well. You know, that's, I had it. And see, that's the thing, because somebody didn't do something right. <laughs> Yo, I was like, I could have done this myself. <laughs> right <laughs> for it to be feeling like this because i'd be like I, if i could just wiggle it loose and just have it come out of my mouth like i feel like it would just be so much mm-hmm. better if it was just a space there but i don't want that yeah but but I, I like i was in less pain with the other two you know what I'm like with my real tooth it's it's ridiculous anyway so it's these quack doctors out here man i tell you they're just mm-hmm. practicing on us <laughs> exactly probably weren't yeah. in a journal that was not a successful surgery what could I have done better <laughs> nothing because they took that little uh that little payment with Tahiti man not even thinking about us Mm-mm. bastards anyway that was a whole tangent that's my ism let's get into <laughs> this week's ramblings so this week we're going to talk about the black side of white supremacy and mm. I was watching something this week and where I saw, it was this round table of black people discussing issues in, in the community politics line. And they had some Democrats and Republicans on the show. They were all black, mind you. Um, and there were these two um, black dudes who identified as a Republican. And they were just so, eh, I don't even know how else to describe them, but just, eh, they, the way they came off. Okay. I can appreciate your views and all different opinion, whatever. I don't care. I think Democrats and Republicans are two sides of the same coin, in my opinion. Um, 
but they were just so like it seemed anti-black and I thought about it I'm like we have all these black people out here who are upholding the as I say the white oppressive agenda and I don't know if they realize they're doing it because these white people are going to be like they're like well um this party isn't racist because we're you know, advocating for black senators. We're advocating for black district attorneys in these states. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, obviously, yeah, because you're advocating for the people who are going to help you support your agenda. Right. Like they're going to push it forward. And it looks like it has like the, the, the appearance of, yeah, we're for everybody. We don't hate anybody. We're not racist or what have you. But what's really happening is you're they're pawns in my opinion because when you're using some of the rhetoric that was coming out of their mouth it was absolutely insane I'm like do you see all of these examples of where these groups of people are just pure hate like just hate is like seeping out of their pores and then what do they do they deflect they start talking about other things or they start saying well these group of people did this like when we, they talk about Black Lives Matters, you know how they'll try to change the narrative, like we're killing your own yeah. people in the community. Nobody's talking about that right now. It might be facts, but can we can we focus? Can we stick on- to the the topic at hand? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about that this weekend, and I was like, I wonder if you thought you know had any thoughts about um, Black white supremacy. I know white supremacy is an ideology. I get it. I understand what it means, but for the purposes of this discussion, black folk who are just supporting those, those I- ideals. So I feel like this, this did not start with the de- democracy Republican debate. I feel like this is, it probably even predates this, but it, I, this goes back to like slavery, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that black people, I, trying to not generalize this statement Mm -hmm. but I feel like historically black people have had a tendency to sacrifice each other for our own benefit Mm -hmm. our own individual benefit and so like I know black people like my uncle black guy is a republican and we we tease him all the time because we're like like what's like what is wrong with you like I've everyone else is a dem- Democrat or what have you we have a few liberals in the family but most of, most people identify as a Democrat but it's like like what is your reason and he and he's very like yeah about it like very higher you know holier than thou type of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, not that he would in particular, but I, I feel like people like that are self-serving in a way mm. where it's like, I don't care about the whole of people because the whole of people does not care about, uh, does not care about me. And mm-hmm. so I have to take care of me and, and my needs at whatever, at, at, at any cost and so I feel I feel like I I've, I think I've kind of just come to expect it from black people it, it's unfortunate but I think that that is I think that's just the world that we live in unfortunately because I don't see I don't see it changing anytime soon um unfortunately and I I just think that that is a casualty of living while black is that unfortunately everyone is not for for us no I was thinking so much for Ujima (laughs) because it's like what's the opposite of that I don't individual um individual work and responsibility as opposed to collective work and the responsibility I don't, I don't know the opposite of that but right certainly don't practice that yeah I definitely can see where you're coming from with that <clears throat> and it's just so I don't know what it is it's that air of arrogance that 
and not being general again, I'm just going to say they, and we all know I'm not talking about everybody, um, the air of arrogance they have. And it just seems like the same spirit that in, in comp- embodies, is it embodies the same spirit that just be on them? It's just like, why are you like that? Why are you so nasty and mm-hmm. aggressive and angry because somebody disagrees with you? Like I can agree with some people's points. Like I don't have to agree with everything you say, but there's some things that kind of make sense. Like, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's true. And this is also true, but it, it can't be both with them. It seems like it's only one thing, one way we cannot address. It can't, two things can, two different things cannot exist in the same space at the same time. No, just, because your view threatens my way of life. Mm-hmm. If, if what you believe, if you believe it so fearlessly and then other people are also get on board with what you're saying it could threaten my reality so it's I I think that they're okay when our beliefs are not tangible but once we have support and masses and influence then we become a threat and that's when it's like this re- this version of your reality cannot exist where mine is so something has to be eliminated yeah if that That's, makes sense yeah no I, I get it survival tactic right. and it's almost like what they don't realize is <laughs> like I said earlier your poems when they're done with you they're done with you right um, you're not going to be, you know, you might be sitting in the fancy dinners now you might be in, you know, in their little inner circle now, but once you have, are of no use, yeah, they, they move on. I was reading an article that said, um, like the idea of, was it whiteness or white supremacy? It's like adaptable. It will change, um, as, as, as society changes, it will like kind of be a little more flexible to allow different groups in Right. So that their agenda can, can continue. And then after that, it's like, we're done with you. Let's take out the trash. Cause that's how they look at you. It's trash. You're, you're nothing. Disposable. To yeah. And it's just like, I don't understand why people don't recognize that you can have your beliefs, but you can have your beliefs as well and still help your community. Why are you going over here and like kissing up to these, to these white people as if it's going to give you some type of credibility? Like it's going to give you the key to eternal life later. It doesn't make sense. But to them, it might. Yeah, you're right. In their head, in their false reality. Yeah, in in their reality, that is Mm. their their way in. That's their way up, Mm. right? And excuse me, like, I feel like this goes back to like how Black people are, are raised up where I was literally just having this conversation with one of my colleagues. Like when, usually when black children are born, we tell our kids like, you can be whatever you want. Like you're going to be the one who gets out of here. You're going to be the one who like changes the trajectory of this family. You're going to be able to do this. Like you're the first person in our family to go to college. You're the first person to, you know, make this much money. You're the first person to, to, you know, reach these pinnacles that have not yet been afforded to our lineage and so you get this in your mind where it's like okay I have to survive I have to make it no matter what because like I I I because I have to like it's this like this um survival thing whereas white people are like I I'm birthed into these things and I and it's and in order for me to can you continue to have them Black, all black people cannot have it. A select few might be able to reach, you know, but be able to taste this lifestyle. But it's my job to make sure that all of you do not benefit the way that we benefit. Mm-hmm. And I think it's that that teaching that um, starts from like from childhood that um, you know that makes us think and and act the way that we do. Because I, I remember like being a kid and my parents telling me like, you know. Some in order for you to be in first place, someone else has to lose. And it that I mean, that's true. Like we I, unfortunately, we cannot all run the race together. Like if if I'm running the race and I'm holding you, one of us gonna get tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we have to run our own race. Yeah. But 
I think where the disconnect is, is that me running my own race does not mean I have to sabotage yours. And so that's where people, uh, particularly black people, I think we miss that, that concept because we think, okay, well, if I have to win and you can't, that means you can't win. I have to do something to stop you from winning. So Mm. then I have to align myself with these white people who also don't want you to win. And, and we can agree that one nigga being me will make it and the rest of y'all will stay where y'all at. Mm. Yeah. That's so unfortunate. It makes me think of when you're like in grade school and you have the bully or the mean kids mm-hmm. people will just align with them. That's not who they are, yep. but they will align with them just to quote unquote, survive, survive school. Mm-hmm. And and then become that person later. And I'm just, it's like, come on, we got to do better. But everything, nothing, there's nothing new under the sun, right? right. That, we all know that. And everything's cyclical. So it's just, we could talk about it all day long for years to come. What's really going to change? Like for real, for real. I mean, nothing's going to change unless we hold each other accountable to enact that change. And like I said, I think that starts from childhood where it's like, like even with my kids, I know my um, my son is starting to hit my daughter back because she's you know bigger than him, and I I like my first inclination is okay if she hits you you hit her back like that's the thing and then I had to like change my frame of thinking of like okay well two wrongs don't make a right and I have to teach her like it's your job to love him and it's your job to love her and um. Like even, you know, from childhood. So they're not thinking that that they're in competition with each other for mm-hmm. whatever reason. And so like, even like small things like that, I think are important that I don't think that we, we look at how those subliminal messages can translate to harmful behavior down the line. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I just, when you say that, I have to think about some of our fellow Brown people who you see them in the workplace. You think about, well, what were you taught as a child? Mm-hmm. We are like, we are, we're skin folk. And there's no reason, like, I'm not competing with you. And why are you competing with me? There's no reason. There's no reason in my, from, but in their view, there is a reason, right? But for me, it's like, you know, we should be working together, yeah. not in opposition of each other. And it's just really frustrating to see that. That is it is it fight or flight? No, it's not fight or flight. It's just a survival skill that it, yeah, it's a it's a toxic survival skill. Toxic, yeah, and, and it's not necessary. Like you literally don't need to do that to survive. But right. like you're saying, you were taught that's what you need to do, even whether indirectly or directly. You saw it and you were like, okay, this is what I need to do to get ahead. Cause just this kumbaya working together didn't seem to be working for us. So let me try something yeah. different. And it doesn't because like crabs in a barrel yeah. and unfortunately black people have not gotten to a place where we as a whole right because yeah. there are some subgroups of black people who are able to see the benefit in working together however as a as a collective as a whole people we have not seen the benefit in lifting each other up because mm-hmm. Adila can't lift Stacy up on her shoulders because what about Adila Mm-hmm. Like what, what's going to happen? Like it's, it's, it's that thing. And, and then, and instead of, instead of being surrounded by people around you who will support the fact that you lifted up your sister, they'll be like, you and Stacey was in the same place. How come she's doing X, Y, and Z? You doing X, Y, and Z. And then they'd be like, oh, well shit, did I fuck up? <laughs> like, so now I got to do something to sabotage. Like, it's just, it's toxic. It's a toxic way of thinking all the way around. And what it comes from is miserable people. And that I think comes from our condition. We're, we're, we are, most of us are living in, in a, in a, in a poverty and we're in survival mode, trying to, trying to, um, you know, take care of our kids, pay our bills, live life. And when we see somebody else who's doing better than us, instead of congratulating them and asking for guidance and assistance and support to get where they are, we, we get jealous mm. and we get insecure. And then so we want to sabotage them. It's, it's disgusting. It's very sad. People don't know that. Stacey and Adila were examples, by the way, you guys. 
Would you know somebody be, out there? <laughs> right. They'd be like, mm, did you hear that? Right. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm very proud of my sister always. You know that. Likewise. So the two guys on the show, now they weren't like impoverished or anything. One was an African, like straight from the motherland African, but that's a whole other, we can have oh. a, we can have a whole series. I, I, you see, I had to sip my water on that one. <laughs> a whole series. <laughs> <laughs> and the other guy, he was, um, uh, you know, a black American. So one of the other guys there who, um, Black American, and I don't know if this is true fact or anything. This is just what I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. I can't even make a presumption. I'm assuming strictly that he was probably bullied as a kid by Black people. And that kind of just shaped his, um, his worldview of Black people treated me like this and they treated me like this. And they're always complaining, this, that, and the third. Um, and then these white people came along and showed me something different. So now just based on my one little siloed experience, I'm going to extrapolate that to everything and everybody. You can't do that. You really can't do that. He was like yelling at this one lady. This black lady was saying something. And he he just started yelling at her and then just called her lady. I was like, the disrespect on that. So I, I and it's just so many of them like that. It's, it's just really um, unfortunate. I I'm not surprised. <laughs> you said it was a black man yelling at another black woman. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, you're facts, lady. And he like leaned into the camera. They were um, it was a thing. They were all like virtual. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, is he okay? Like, there's no reason for it. It wasn't even that deep. She was making a point. She had said her opinion. That's it. And he just got like all in his feelings, like his whole manhood was injured. I was like, "Dang, that hit something deep." <laughs> I'm sure, but see, like, I, I'm not. I I am not even surprised. And okay, I'm gonna break it up. This is, I think, like some of the the controversy that I've heard heard from like the the whole Will Smith thing at the Oscars because. They're, they, you know, all the time it said that black men do not protect black women. If anything, um, a, as a whole, right, not individual, but as a whole, it is black women are not protected by the black man. Usually we are, you know, abused, mistreated. And then when black men get to a level of success, they trade us in for another. Um, and so to hear that you know, there was an instance where this black man felt attacked and then he lashed out at the black woman. That is usually the narrative. We're usually, we we are the ones who usually get the brunt of it when the world becomes too much for them to bear. It's sad, but it's true. It's nonsense. It's, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Do better, men. Do better. Sometimes I wonder, I'm like, I don't wonder, but I do think about it. Like the man is supposed to be the head? Well, I'll be dang. Because so many examples where that ain't work out too well. And it's just like, you, you, you're slacking, brother. You're slacking. Do better. And I just well, wish we had more examples of the positive. Like what it's supposed to be. Like a man leading his family properly and his family following properly. Like... We don't see enough of that. I think that's when we we talk about a man at a maturity developmental level versus a man at age Mm -hmm. level, because people want people be so quick to say, oh, he's 18. He's a man, but he's not. He's still living at home with his mama and she's still taking care of him, whether that's 18 or 48. If you if you have not established yourself and you're not developmentally gotten to a place where you are a functioning adult and member of society then you're still a boy and that that's that's just what what it is asterisks huh <laughs> have an asterisk by man right examples <laughs> see the small print do like do, if you don't meet these specifications then no you cannot check off the man box i'm so sorry have a great day check off the man box <laughs> 
like it's like one of those uh, qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Do you do you pay your bills? Do you take care of any illegitimate children? Do you are do you respect your exes? Do you respect your mama? Like all these questions. Are you a functioning contributing member of society? No, you are not a man. Thank you so much for applying. Try again next time. <laughs> but I'm looking at I was going to ask the question, but I was like, what do we do? How do we help change that narrative? But that's another topic for another day because we can get deep into that. Girl. <laughs> it's just really unfortunate because we're here. It's 2022. More children are being born. We have new generations coming up and it's just like a repetitive cycle. Yeah. Uh, and I'm wondering about this kid's, this man's kids, if he has any, his children rather. Like, are they like that or have they seen the light like yo dad tripping you're doing the most you don't even have to be Mm. this way and it's not about you know your views you can have your views and we can agree to disagree but you got to treat people with respect your own people though like you came at her so she came at her so sideways I was just like disgusted really disgusted and the two men on the panel they just happened to be the two um and the, the African guy has said in the conversation, they were talking about reparations and like paying, paying out cash payments to people. And the African guy was like, um, I don't think cash payments will ever work because, you know, you're giving money to people who don't understand how money works. They don't understand how to take care of their finances and it's not going to change anything. And one of the women on the panel were like, so you're saying Black people don't understand finances and can't take care of themselves if <laughs> you give them money? <laughs> and I saw it both ways. He was like, I never said that. I'm just saying. Um, so I can see how she would have interpreted what he said that way and how he could have not meant it that way. He was giving an example, but his example, you know, was kind of saying like, in general, these people, these people, quote unquote, because that's, you know, probably how they look at us. Um don't know how to manage their own money. They can't do it by themselves. So giving them cash payments, they're probably going to go buy things and not, you know, learn to invest and make more money. But we, but we were never taught that the system was not girl. But I, I, I get, I get hundred percent what you're saying, but we can, like I said, we have a whole segment part five, five part about black Americans and Africans and how that whole dynamic plays out again asterisks not all but some mm-hmm. like, i'm gonna do i'm gonna do I'm, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah that, that got my blood boiling a bit well that's how he fell and that's a and, and it's not even just it's a lot of americans as well they might but, have come but when but when do we learn financial literacy when do they give us the opportunity to have have the wherewithal have the knowledge have the ability to to save and invest in ourselves so that we can move forward a lot of black people are over here trying to rob peter to pay paul that's why every time we get a fucking refund check the shit is gone in in a matter of moments because we owe bills we have a oh, girl ugh. Don't get me started. I mm, let me come. Let me take a break. Let me take, let me. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it because it, it, it's 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 a it's a fucking setup. It's a rigged race. Some people, like very few black people, have figured out a way to get themselves ahead. And usually, those are the ones who are not, um, you know. <sighs> Usually those are the ones who had had a little bit of a leg up, who didn't have children super, you know, who super early in life, who, you know, are who who made the choice to be able to go to school, who who did well at uh, academically and were able to get some type of financial assistance or whatever so they can move forward. People who were able to find ways in this rigged system to get ahead but most of us are trying to figure it the fuck out and we did not have any help because our ancestors didn't know how and they were just trying to figure it out and so we're all just out here trying to piece together a puzzle that we don't have all the pieces to 
And it's fucked up. And then they want to trip there and say, oh, well, black people don't know how. They don't have all the tools. No, the fuck y'all didn't give it to us. You didn't give them to us. You're still holding out. You selfish bastards. I, girl, I'm done. I hear you. All, all, all true statements. Absolutely. And that, that's what that's the problem of looking at it from an individual lens. As you can hear people talk about, like, if somebody's explaining something, a phenomenon you can hear somebody well that didn't happen to me I didn't have that experience we did x y and z and it's like okay that might be true but that doesn't mean just because you had a different experience it negates the experiences of everybody else or it just didn't happen for everybody else right and that's what you hear like they they'll look at it and say like oh that whole argument pull yourself up by the bootstraps it irritates the heck out of me um, you, it might've worked for you and congratulations, but there's so, like you were saying, so many different, um, things at play for so many different people where that's just not as straightforward at all. Like you can try, but it's like, <sighs> mm, it's, I don't know. It's like you have opposite forces working against you. So no matter how hard you're trying, it, you're just not making much progress. Yeah, you're trying to move a brick wall. And it's very unfortunate. But I, I think that's like willful, willful ignorance because if you acknowledge those things, then your whole argument falls to the ground. Like it doesn't support your narrative. So therefore, I think you said that earlier, you can't even acknowledge like these other things exist in the world. And that's very, I hear that so often. That wasn't my experience. It didn't happen to me. Like, oh yeah, that's congratulations. Happy for you. Appreciate it. And then there's that mindset that for us in our own community as well, we might not have learned certain things, but unfortunately there's a certain mindset that persists where people just don't want, not everybody, excuse me, the, um, You have to want certain things. You have to want, and you, I think you and I were talking about this the other day. You can't want more for one person who doesn't want for themselves. Yep. Like facts. I can give you all the tools. I can put it right in front of you. If you don't want to do this, then what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And it gets so frustrating when you want more for a person than they want for themselves. And it's just like, you're hitting your head against the wall because it's painful. You see them struggling there's a way out. It's a process. I can show you how to do it, but you just don't want to do the work or it's foreign to you. And I know you've met people who something that's foreign to them, they won't even try it. Like if some type of food, oh, I don't like X, Y, Z. Have you tried it? No, I didn't have that growing up. Okay. We'll try something different. Let's see if you like right. it. Maybe oh. this will change your life. How about you try something different? close-minded like a mug so and when I think that also contributes that supports this this black um the black side of white supremacy because they they have a group of people to use as examples right 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 like here's this whole group of people over here um and it supports everything that we're saying but they fail to look that there's a whole other group of people (laughs) where it doesn't support and one thing this is what the African said it was like so ridiculous. They were talking about um, Judge Kintaji, uh, was it Brown Jackson? And they were saying like the quote unquote Democrats were like, oh, the whole Republican party is just white supremacists. And the African guy was like, well, there were three people, three Republicans who voted for, you know, to have her confirmed. So in his head, that proved and I think he said the vast majority. I think those three, I think that was his words. The vast majority of Republicans are racist. I was like, oh, all three of them, huh? That represents a whole group of people. Well, one Black person represents the whole Black collective. So, I mean, why not, right? That was so frustrating. I'm like, you're an educated man. You got doctor in front of your name. So that, that tells me that I, I well it should he is a mainstream educated but obviously he does not have very much world or common sense it's just but it's simple research right when you're doing when you're writing a dissertation whatever kind there's this this rule in statistics that tells you 
um, it's, it's significance, highly significant or just significant or not significant at all. And three, it's just not representative of the population. Now, I don't know how many Republicans voted, um, but I'm, I'm almost positive that that three did not make it any significant difference for him to say the vast majority. And that's the example he used. Maybe he didn't mean it, but he used it with that example. So that's how I'm taking it. And I'm like, yo, doc, are you serious right now? Cause those three people voted for a black person. Um, so of course the party can't be racist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, those white people looking at him like, boys, we got ourselves some gold with this one. Fucking <laughs> ridiculous. But I digress. <sighs> I think both of us need to take a breath, a breather, because it's ridiculous. So yeah, that's, go ahead. No, I would say I look that's I feel like that's a whole topic for another conversation or another time because I could I could be on that all day long. It's just it's the whole thing is disgusting. Like I said, the system is not rigged in our favor. And um I hate when they try to sit there and try to place blame on us like it's our fault that we can't win the unwinnable race. Unwinnable, unwinnable race. I mean, let them tell it. There's nothing holding us back. That we need to get over slavery because it doesn't There's exist. Equal rights now and right. understand. <laughs> I was like, oh, all you scholars out here, apparently y'all not reading. I don't know what they're doing because this just doesn't make sense to me, but I digress. But yeah, that that's that's what I wanted to chit chat about today. So I'm sure our listeners, they have their own experiences. Some might agree, some might be over there fuming because they might be those people we were talking about. Mm. <laughs> if your feelings are hurt, maybe you should get checked out. <laughs> Figure out w- how you're contributing to the problem. You can recommend some people, can't you? <laughs> I sure can. <laughs> Shoot. Do some self-reflection. All right. Well, anything else to add to that? No. Let's just let's just all, you know, do better and be responsible for each other and run our race and you know help each other along the way as you know as each other runs our respective races right y'all so that wraps up this week's ramblings all right um any announcements this week stace nope all right survival skills one zero one mine is be kind to one another and be the change you want to see. And with that, govern yourselves accordingly. Thank you for listening to us at our table, present and black. Peace.